You're listening to Test, Learn, Grow, where we believe that all marketing should create value, build trust, and inspire change. This is the Level Agency way. Hey, my name is Miles Biggs. And I'm Alan Reynolds. Alan and I are proud to be your hosts for this podcast. In each episode of Test, Learn, Grow, we'll be joined by agency team members and other members of the marketing community for radically candid conversations on all things marketing. So without any further ado, let's have one of those conversations and jump into today's episode. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Test, Learn, and Grow. Now, Alan, our typical co-host, is out on PTO today, but we are joined by Emily Halpern, who was a previous guest and is now in the co-host chair. Emily, it's great to have you back on the show. Hi, thanks for having me. And Emily and I are talking with Jen England of 412 Food Rescue and Food Rescue Hero. Jen, really excited to have you on the show and can't wait to dive into what you're all about today. No, I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so I guess to kick things off, Jen, I think we'd like to start with you. Tell us a little bit about 412 Food Rescue, um, Food Rescue Hero, and what the organization is all about. Absolutely. So we were founded in 2015, which I can't believe it. It's been so long. At that point, a lot of people weren't as aware as as they are now of the issue of food waste. So, you know, we waste 40% of the food that we produce in this country. And that's a statistic that is startling, you know, even once you get used to it, right? Meanwhile, on the other side of that, one in six people on average are hungry. And of course, when you drill down into certain communities, that number goes even higher. Children are particularly vulnerable to to hunger. Female-headed households are particularly vulnerable to hunger. And so it's crazy that you have these two problems, food waste, Waste, which is an environmental hazard, right? Food waste degrading anaerobically in a landfill creates methane, which is a greenhouse gas, and hunger. And you've got these two problems that are really epic. But when you look at them through a certain t- sort of lens, you can find a really elegant solution. And that's what 412 Food Rescue is about. It's about bridging that gap between the fact that we waste all that food and all of these people are hungry. And so what we do is we go out and we rescue perfectly good food from grocery stores, restaurants, universities, any consumer-facing business that has food waste. And we deliver that to people who are in need of food through agencies, food pantries, soup kitchens, housing authorities, all sorts of nonprofit partners. And how does the Food Rescue Hero app kind of fit into that ecosystem at 412? Yeah, so the Food Rescue Hero app is an app that we developed internally to help us with the logistics of food rescue. Food Rescue is a last minute, last mile project that takes an enormous amount of human intervention to make it happen. Food waste happens in a highly distributed network. So if you think about all of the businesses where food waste is happening, think about all of the grocery stores, all of the convenience stores, all of the high schools and junior high schools and elementary schools and colleges and bagel shops and restaurants. And I mean, it's literally there are thousands upon thousands of places where food is being rescued. And a lot of times that food is not anticipated to be surplus, right? And so you have a restaurateur who, you know, maybe there's a snowstorm and they end up with a whole bunch of extra food when they thought they were going to have a busy night and they need to get that food to where it can be used. Figuring out how to, one, 
match that food to where it needs to go and where it will be used to not become somebody else's garbage. And two, get somebody to pick up that food is an incredible undertaking. And so the Food Rescue Hero app is a technology that allows us to leverage the power of a huge volunteer network to make it happen. So it works really similar to like a ride share program where when we know that there's food to be rescued, it'll send a notification out to all of our volunteers and they will, if they're available, accept the rescue. It then becomes theirs. No one else can take it. They go to where the app tells them to go to pick up the food. They take it to where the app tells them to go to drop it off and they're done. It's super easy and it makes our job not only easier, but it makes it possible for us to really scale up and impact both food waste and food uh, and food insecurity. That's awesome. And I was going to draw a comparison to Uber and then you did, right? It's like it's the <laughs> Uber of food rescue where there's some... I mean, it's an, it's an obvious comparison, right? Yeah. It's, it's very similar technology is you're, you're leveraging the power of a huge network to answer this highly distributed logistical problem. So I'm curious from a, a business sense then, say I'm that restaurateur that has a bunch mm-hmm. of food. Now he paid for that food, right? Mm-hmm. He's out that money. What's his incentive to donate to Food Rescue Hero? Is there like a tax write-off he gets? Yeah, absolutely. So there are enhanced tax benefits for food donors. They get more of a write-off than they would if they throw it away. But I'll tell you what, the strongest motivator we see with our uh, donors is they want to do the right thing. You know, they these are people that are in the food business. They do not like to throw away food, right? It is a just as much of a pain point for them as it is for for us or for the general public for them to throw away food, if not more. And so we find our donors to be really strong advocates for the process of food rescue and food donation. And I imagine that emotional pull of the people already in your community is a great marketing driver, right? To add more people to the community. But I'm curious how else marketing helps support your cause. How else do you guys get the word out and and drive adoption of this idea? Absolutely. Marketing is crucial. We could not do what we do without marketing. We already talked about the fact that this is a highly distributed network, right? It's a huge, highly distributed problem. And to, to fix that, you need a huge network of volunteers. And you can't get that huge network of volunteers without marketing. That's how they find out about 412 Food Rescue uh, or whatever food rescue organization is that in their area, that's how they find out that they can be a part of this solution and sign up. And to be honest, you know, a lot of our donors and our nonprofit partners hear about us through marketing as well, too. So, you know, we really think about marketing as designed to solve the volunteer program. But donors who may not know about us, they see that marketing, even the marketing targeted towards volunteers and think, oh, wait a minute, I did not know there was a solution there. I can donate this food instead of throw it away. And so they're really pulled in by that as well. Uh, Jen, so... I don't know if this has been mentioned yet in our talk here, but 412 Like Level Agency is a Pittsburgh-based company. Mm-hmm. So I know knew about 412 long before coming to work at Level. I'm just from the large footprint that it has on the community here. I know that a lot of the work that we've been doing together has been in regards to giving the Food Rescue Hero app a more national voice. So outreach to food rescue organizations across the country to let them know what it is and that it's a material available to them to make impacts in their own communities. 
Are there any specific goals that the 412 has for national outreach in 2022? And what the benefit is with going with 412 as opposed to maybe a competitor that's more local to them? Yeah, absolutely. Well, there's not a whole lot of competitors in the tech space for food rescue apps. There's a few. So, you know, for organizations that are around the country that are looking for a way to scale up food rescue, right? Technology is the natural next step. We really want organizations to know across the country to know that we are that we are there, that we are available, and that honestly, I think we are just a perfect solution for an organization that is looking to either start food rescue or to scale food rescue to really meet the challenge. This is really critical because, first of all, food waste is a national problem. It's not something local to Pittsburgh, right? And the impact that that it makes is national. And so we are seeing more and more localities setting goals for themselves to reduce their emissions and reduce their carbon footprint by, you know, 2025 or 2030 in accordance with the UN goals. So for a lot of organizations, they're really being pressured from their localities to step up their game and to increase. And it's really important for them to know that there's there's help out there. A really good example is in California. California passed a law, SB 1383, that requires businesses with a certain footprint to donate edible food. And this goes into effect in 2022. There's no repercussions for businesses for not donating until 2024. 2022 is really when the businesses are ramping up their donations. But there has to be organizations that are capable of taking and moving that food. And so I know that in California, a lot of organizations and enforcing municipalities are really scrambling, trying to figure out how they're going to meet the requirements of this law. And it's critical that they know that there's help out there, that that Food Rescue Hero exists, and it exists for exactly this purpose. So say one of those people are listening to this podcast, right? And they're like, well, this is awesome. I want to use it. Do they just go to the app store and download Food Rescue Hero and then they're good to go? Or is there another level here to implementing the program? Yeah, no. If somebody wants to utilize our technology to organize food rescue in their area, they can get in touch with us and we can work with them to figure out which package is the best for them. We have a couple of different levels from, you know, a, a small, really out of the box solution for organizations all the way up to custom white label. So if an, if there's a group that is looking to scale food rescue in their area, they should just get in touch touch with us. And I should add that along with the technology, we also provide sort of wraparound services to help them launch and be successful. We've worked with organizations that are starting that, you know, really saw what 412 Food Rescue is doing, saw what other organizations were doing and said, we want to do this, but we don't know how, reached out to us and we work with them to help them figure out how to build that food rescue program from the scratch. But we also work with organizations that have been doing it for 30 years and just need that technology. And so we are able to provide the amount of support customized to that organization's needs. Yeah, and I know that over the summer we had worked on a few email templates because 412 and Food Rescue Hero also does a bit of just general education around food rescues and the impact that it has on the nation. And you guys do 
monthly webinars, I think, that range everything from details about the app itself to just what is food rescue and how do I start getting involved in my community. So what is the role that that education plays in your overall, you know, achieving that mission that you have as an organization? Absolutely. Education is critical and it is critical at every single step of the process. So, you know, marketing is in a lot of ways like education. You're, you're letting people know about services that are available, about what you're doing. We need that education to let people know what the problem is, why it's serious, why it matters, why they should care and what they can do about it and how they can contribute to being part of the solution as opposed to just being part of the problem. And so it really, a lot of times the, the, the environmental news is really grim these days, right? And it's just so depressing to watch the news and think, oh my gosh, you know, there is so much wrong. I can't, I can't even face it. I don't know how to do anything about it, but we really bring a message of empowerment and hope. And we need people to, to, to know that there is something that you can do about these really pressing issues in our, in our society right now. So Emily mentioning those email templates for education makes me think of another thing we worked on with you was, you know, in the spirit of test, learn, grow, we tested some stuff, Jen, right? We needed to learn a few things and yep. test some assumptions. I'd love to hear from your perspective, how that went, the value that it created for you, anything you were doing differently now based on those tests? Yeah, absolutely. So I love this initiative. I love it so much. It's one of my favorite things. And I will tell you why. And that, that is because we are a data-driven organization. The great thing about the app is it provides us with a ton of data. And I love that data because it informs how we grow. It informs how we solve problems. And we can be really confident that we understand what is going on because we have data to back it up. And so, you know, a great example is we track, for example, missed rescue rates when volunteers don't show up. And it's really important for us to know, you know, if we don't have a, if we don't have an uptake rate by volunteers in a given area, then we know that we need to do outreach there. We need to get more volunteers in that area. And there's this tendency to want to sort of like hide that it's not working, but you can't fix it if you don't know that, right? right? And so the same thing goes with marketing is we can assume that we know what people like and what really gets people to respond. But if you don't actually test that assumption and get some data to back it up, then you're really just sort of throwing things against the wall and hoping they stick. And so I really love the fact that you guys did some testing for us so that we could understand what is the best way to reach our audience and to be successful with our marketing. And that is something then that we can also pass on to our partners across the country. And when we work with them, we can say, you know what, we did some testing and this is what marketing seemed to really elicit the best response. And, you know, maybe you guys should try this as well. And that means that they're able to be successful in their mission as well. And that, that's just really a value that you cannot underestimate. We'd love to hear that. That's like... <laughs> I'm going to isolate that clip, Jen, and just play it back over and over again. <laughs> so that was great. I'm glad it worked out that way and that you feel so strongly as we do about it. I do. We love data. Like I said, we're totally data driven. And I just got really excited when I saw that you guys were, were gathering some data on what's effective in marketing for us. I'm curious then on this data conversation, because we've had a few episodes recently where we talk about data and automation for data and artificial intelligence, machine learning that side of things. And some people are freaking out, like the robots are going to take over, right? And some all powerful algorithms going to rule our lives. 
Jury's still out. We'll see if one day that happens. But for now, we're using it as a friend at Level. I'm curious your take on that, right? Do you see a space for AI and ML in what you're doing? Are you taking steps to implement that at all? Absolutely. It's really, it's something that we're taking a hard look at. Just an example is equity and justice are really important to us. They're integral to our, our, our company's ethos, right? And how we operate. And so when we look at how we distribute food, we want to make sure we're doing so in an equitable and just manner. And so we actually work with some some folks to help us figure out how we can implement machine learning and AI to better distribute food and sort of get around some of the internal biases that we as humans have. And just as an example, you know, we work with both the housing authority of the city of Pittsburgh and the housing authority of Allegheny County, among others. And they're fantastic partners. They're so good to work with. They're so easy. They answer our calls, you know, one call to one person we can distribute to a whole bunch of places, right? And for us as human beings in the thick of dispatch, it's really easy for us to fall back on what we know, right? And just, oh, oh, I'm going to call, you know, I'm going to call Sue because I know she's going to answer the phone and I know she's going to take a lot of food. But in doing that, it means that we may be not getting food to another organization that just isn't top of mind. And so AI and machine learning can help us better sort of get around those biases, as well as better predict what our partners really want and use. So the more times Sue turns down grapes, I know that they don't want grapes there, right? And I'm just not going to call them anymore about grapes. But I know that they love cabbage. That would be a really weird thing, right? Turning down grapes. (laughs) (laughs) Just in this example, right? Sure. That's really interesting. Yeah. And so we can at some point, you know, tomorrow in the future, in the year 2000, employ machine learning to help us better understand what our partners really want and need. And I think the thing that happens a lot in in the hunger system is that there's an assumption or or an underlying belief that because the food is being donated and because somebody needs food, they don't have a right to have preferences. They should just be happy for what they get. And there's no dignity in that. And that's not what we believe. We believe that our partners should be allowed to turn down a donation if it's not right for them. Because if it's not right for them, they're not going to eat it. They're going to throw it away. And it's going to be garbage. And we can learn about our partner's needs and wants. Not only does it prevent food from going in the garbage, but it also helps us be more efficient in in our work. So as people listen to this podcast, you've sold them, Jen. Now they want in. Where should we send them for more information about Food Rescue Hero and 412 Food Rescue? Yeah. So Food Rescue Hero, the website is www.foodrescuehero.org. 412 Food Rescue is 412foodrescue.org. We're on all the social media platforms you can imagine at both of those addresses. I think that I would just want to say if you're in Pittsburgh and you want to volunteer and participate, you want to look at 412 Food Rescue. If you're outside of Pittsburgh and you want to maybe bring this technology to an organization near you, then you want to look at Food Rescue Hero. And you can always email me, Jen, at 412 Food Rescue or Jen at foodrescuehero.org. I love it. Lots of options. No excuse not to reach out now. Well, maybe that was too many options. People. No, think- it's okay. We like options. That's good. Like, like you isn't said. There, isn't there some like psychology that if you're faced with too many options, you won't do it? Just email me. Sure. That's there it. you go. Just email Jen. But now, though, me. like you said, people can turn down food. They might want to turn down email and prefer social media. So they should take that, right? So we're giving right. them their choice. 
But if they feel overwhelmed, just email me and I'll get them situated. Well, it's been great having you on the podcast, Jen. We've enjoyed our partnership with 4&2 Food Rescue and Food Rescue Hero. And we look forward to working on more marketing initiatives together in the future. Absolutely. And I know our team, we had a bunch of people volunteer and everybody that did came back and had a great experience. So I I can speak for level when I say we advocate for that. If you're not a business and you just want to you know, do good in your community, this is a great opportunity to do something different. So absolutely. So thank you. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you guys for all the work you did. Like I said, we really appreciated it. It makes a big impact on our ability to do what we need to do. Thanks for listening to this episode of Test, Learn, Grow from your friends at Level Agency. For more information about what we do here at Level, be sure to visit us online at www.level.agency. And do not forget to rate and subscribe to this show wherever you listen to your podcasts so that you never miss an episode. Until next time, remember that the best way to do any sort of marketing is to test, learn, and grow.